How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Cajun Conservative, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, and we talk about the pursuit of happiness. And we just show the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. I am happy to be with you here today as we expose the hypocrisy of the left and just the overall disgust of the Democrat Party. I hope you had a good week. Uh, Here has been kind of wet. And most of my audience, well, a lot of my audience is from the great state of Louisiana. And I don't know what is the issue with, with Louisiana, but I think it's just a bullseye for nasty weather because the, the nasty weather has just not left us, folks. This, this weather, you know, as soon as we see the sun out and we see it starting to dry up and we can finally go outside and cut our grass and do things outside that we, we've been putting off because of the weather, some storm, some front, something happens and it rains. I'm not complaining about the rain. Don't get me wrong. It just, you know, God, God must think we need it. But it, I, I just don't know. It's just this, this wet weather is just getting old. And it's starting to get hot in Louisiana. And it's just the typical Louisiana weather. But, hey, how, you know, how's your weather doing, you know? how How's your you know, how's your atmosphere going along? Are you, you know, living in the sunshine state of Florida or, you know, are you living somewhere else, uh, you know, wherever you're at? I know we have some good friends from all over the great state of Texas. Um, Louisiana is our first number one listened to spot in the nation. Then Texas hits a good number two. Then I go ahead and I break down a lot of states. I said the other day we had somebody from California that was pretty neat that started listening to the podcast and that shows up on my weekly analysis of this podcast, which is brought, you know, that has, which we use anchor as our, we, uh, our hosting site. So very good. Very good. Um, as for the week has gone, you know, I found stories, but sometimes, you know, some weeks are just slow, like, or slow, you know, a lot of slow news days, a lot of slow, um, weeks we have, but, um, I, I think I got some stories that's going to catch your eye. That's going to go ahead and bring, you know, give a clear perspective of things that are happening. Um, earlier this week, we, um, you know, last week we started our show off with talking about the, the, the issue that was going on in Israel. Israel and Hamas started fighting um, about, I think, last Monday night or two Monday nights, no, two Monday nights uh, ago, the... the Israel was attacked by Hamas. I think 400-some rockets went ahead and shot into the, uh, from the Gaza Strip. Israel comes out and says, hey, we're going to go ahead and take y'all guys and, and you know, we're going to defend ourselves. And, look, I'm going to give credit to where credit due, like I said. Um, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden went ahead, and they did say, you know, Israel is a country. They have the right to defend themselves. And I went ahead and did a whole story about how the left – um, was divided, and this was courtesy of Fox News. Well, while last week, while I'm hearing about the about the fight in with Hamas and the Israel, I got this news article from Fox News, I believe it is, and it really come on. No, from, not correction from the Daily Mail, and 
you know, it says Biden tells Netanyahu he expects a significant de-escalation today. That was uh, May 19th of 2021. And uh, according to this article... President Biden demanded that Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu scales back attacks on Gaza during a phone call Wednesday, urging him to begin moves towards a ceasefire. Now, I'm not. This is kind of hypocritical uh, of Biden right here. Because Biden said a week before that, yes, Israel has the right to go ahead and defend herself. And Israel has the right to go ahead and, and, and protect herself as a nation. But uh, President Biden demands, according to the, to the Daily Mail. I have another article here from Fox News. And this is the, um, this is the title of the argument uh, of the article. I'm waiting for it to load up. Israel's Netanyahu continues to defy with airstrikes and more Hamas rocket fire. So... Israel is still ha- hammering the Gaza Strip with airstrikes Thursday. This was the day after May 20th, and declared that it will continue to do so in response to Hamas rockets. Indiscriminately fired at Israel, despite amendments from President Biden for a ceasefire. So, but but listen to these articles. So listen to the, how these articles are playing out. One is President Biden demands Israel to go ahead and do a ceasefire, and then this Fox News article comes out and says Israel Netanyahu continues to defy Biden. Now, one is one is very extremely liberal. The, the Daily Mail is not a so-called conservative newspaper, or a, a it isn't a. It, it, it's not conservative friendly, you know, if you get the articles on your phone or whatever. Fox News is, suppo- you know, supposed to be more along the lines of conservatism. But even they're making articles that are saying that Benjamin Netanyahu continued to defy Biden. And I went ahead and put that on my Facebook. And I had, I had, pe- I had tons of people... Go ahead and comment and say, defy Biden. Now, before I get too much into the stories, I want to go ahead and say there was a ceasefire reach. I think it was Friday, the day after um, Fox News says that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu defies Biden. He went ahead and he did put a ceasefire. And to my knowledge, they have not been no rocket shot at Israel. And Israel has continued to hold their feet, the, the ceasefire. But this is my problem with this whole defying Biden and Biden demanding. I, I know this. I knew this about Obama and I knew I'm, I'm seeing the same traits into Biden. They like to demand people that they know that's, that's you know, I'm not trying to say it's going to buckle to him because Benjamin Netanyahu didn't buckle. I believe Benjamin Netanyahu got t- saw that the c- casualties for Hamas and the Gaza Strip and he said, look, you know, I think we proved that point or they fulfilled their mission. But Biden and, 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 and um, Obama particularly would like to demand from our allies. OK, imagine this. OK, we get attacked. And Great Britain comes out and says, well, you know, they have the right to defend themselves. When we start defending ourselves and Great Britain starts telling us, hey, y'all need to stop attacking these people. But the. You know, look, look, prime example, 9-11. We were attacked by 
the uh, Osama bin Laden and his terrorist group. And you didn't see the world telling America, hey, you know, you need to stop bombing Afghanistan. You need to stop, you need to stop going to attack, you know, these people of, of the, you know, of Afghanistan because they attacked you. You didn't see nobody do that. Because in reality, we were justified as a country to go ahead and attack, you know, Osama bin Laden and his terrorist group. Because, and they were, they were having sanctu- they were being uh, protected in Afghanistan. And they attacked us first. And, but if you talk about 9-11, every American citizen would say, yeah, we had the right to defend ourselves. And majority of the people that you see about these stories about Israel and Biden, they, they're saying the same thing. They're saying that Israel has the right to protect themselves. But the problem is on this front, Joe Biden is demanding a fellow leader, hey, do not protect yourself. Hey, do not go ahead and protect yourself. Just go ahead and do the ceasefire and don't worry about your enemies. But he is not telling nothing to the Palestinian regime. He is not going ahead and tell Hamas, hey, y'all need to stop bombing uh, Israel. Now, people might say, yeah, he did say that. I don't know. I have, I don't have, I didn't have no arguments. I, I didn't have no articles come out and saying that Biden went ahead and tell the Hamas terrorists, hey, y'all need to stop. No, and, and this is the thing, and I said it was a good saying, and it still is a good saying. Israel lays down their weapons, there will be no Israel. But if Hamas lays down their weapons, guess what? There's going to be peace in the Middle East. But the problem with this right here is, is the same thing. I'm going to tag this on. Biden is talking two ways out of his mouth. Biden is trying to please the American citizens that say, hey, Israel has the right to defend themselves. But then he's trying to go ahead and side with the, the Democrat left agenda and, and, and the people like uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez or Ilar Omar. He's trying to, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get inside with y'all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on your side. Israel has the right to protect themselves, but they're siding with the Palestinians and I want to make sure I hold on to my base. Biden has always done that, folks. Biden has always done that. Biden, you know, remember back to the the campaign where he went ahead and says, I'm going to stop fracking. I'm going to stop oil. I'm going to make sure we get more energy and defend, uh, defend it with, with, uh, with, you know, electric cars and everything. The media hasn't called him out on it, but he goes on stage and says, I will not stop fracking. I will not stop this. I will not stop. He's talking both ends out of his mouth, folks. Joe Biden is trying to trying to please he, the the allies that he knows most Americans are, are, are in agreement with Israel. I, I just I I'm I'm just baffled that these news articles and it's the it's the media. Don't get me wrong, it's the media, but the media coming out and saying, "Oh my goodness, Benjamin Netanyahu is defying." Joe Biden, I'm sorry, Benjamin Netanyahu is a leader of his country. He don't have to listen to nobody. He's not uh, obligated to follow Biden's orders. He's not obligated to, 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 to follow along with Biden's policies. If, you, if people forget, Israel's their own country. It's not a state of the United States. Benjamin Netanyahu ain't a governor of these United States. He's the president of Israel, though, the prime minister of Israel. He's the leader of that country. Now, should the president get involved in some of these comp? Yes, give his opinion. Like, like I said, hey, I gave the president the... the um, I gave President credit the other day. Hey, he said Israel has the right to defend themselves. 
I don't normally do this on this program. But the but you go ahead a week later, or not even a week later, and actually and demand Benjamin Netanyahu, hey, stop, stop fighting. Now that could be Biden's opinion. Hey, I think they should stop fighting. I think they should go ahead and do a ceasefire. There's no problem with him having a opinion, uh, opinion. But go on a phone call and demand another leader to 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 go ahead and do something that it, that's going to hurt his country. Biden needs to rethink himself. But folks, this is where it comes to the point. See, this is why I like President Trump. President Trump thought of America first, but Biden ain't worried about America first. He's not worried about the citizens of this great country. He's not worried about it. He's more worried about the Palestinians and the Iranians and the South Koreans and the Koreans. And he's worried about all the world. That's what the Democrats do. The Democrats always worry about, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry. And guess what? We need to worry about this country. Do you know that there's still a border crisis going down at the southern border right now? People are still flocking in. I got a news article in my notes that the Tennessee lawmakers are very upset with the Biden administration. Why? Because the Biden administration under the den of under the darkness of night went ahead and put illegal immigrants on a plane and sent them to uh, to Tennessee without the Tennessee uh, state government knowing about it. Oh, that's how you fix a crisis. Tell everybody to come in. Don't worry about your paperwork. Don't worry about your court date. We're going to put you on a, a, a plane and send you to a whole other state so you can inf- infiltrate that. Infiltrate. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, to, uh, to, to mingle with those people and infiltrate that. That, that's, that just don't make no sense. That does not make sense to send illegal immigrants going there. Send them back home. Send them to Mexico. But you see, we we can't we can't we can't do that. It's inhumane, folks. They're trying to open up the borders. But look, Biden put Harris into that, and Harris hasn't done a press conference on that yet. But a president that's more worried about another country's battles and not worrying about our own. He'd rather worry about Israel and what's going on in the Middle East. And look, I'm following the news. I'm following Israel. I follow what goes on over there. It's just kind of funny that, that under Trump, we had no wars. We had no wars with Israel and Palestine. We was having peace agreements. Talked about them. Now, there's a spiritual reason why I think that, that why Trump came out. But on, on a front note, we didn't have wars. Look, you know why? Because Trump said, hey, Palestinians, we're going to take care of our allies, Israel, and our friends. You're not going to get no money. But Biden went ahead and reinstated all that. How many programs did Biden was given that, well, Trump took away that Biden brought back that was helping other nations? Biden apparently seems to be more worried about spending money and worrying about every other country on this planet than the one that he's supposed to run the United States. I, I just, I, I, it's hard to put into words because Biden, Biden shouldn't be sticking his nose into Israel's business. Now, like I said, if it starts involving oil and, and things that affect us, that's when Biden just step in. I don't disagree with that. But to demand another leader to stop protecting his country and to tell his military, hey, stop fighting a war that Hamas started. Just for him to say, well, I'm on the side of the left and the squad. 
It's sickening. It's sickening, folks. Very sickening. I'll be right back. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the Cajun Conservative. You know, you just heard that ad from Hayes' Dump Truck Service. I want to go ahead and thank Mr. Lanny Hayes. Um, he is my father and also my boss. I work for him now at Hayes' Dump Truck Service. And a great experience there. But look, guys, great company. Great. Uh, my dad some, my dad and my mom some great people. Love the Lord. It, the, really, as they said, Jesus Christ is Lord of the company. You know, there are some days, especially in this company, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to go on. But we trust the Lord, and guess what? The Lord provides. You know, the company's going great and strong. And look, the reason we put them as a sponsor is they give us a place to do these podcasts. I just don't do this podcast. I have one called Brothers Just Searching where we talk about God's Word. And look, my parents could have done anything with this studio. And they could have went ahead and, you know, rented it out. They could have doing something but you know they wanted the lord to be glorified and when brothers are searching was made we didn't have a place per se as our home base we 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 had a couple places we stayed for a little while but guess what the lord opened doors to where we can come into a studio where we've been here now for almost a year and it's a tremendous blessing we don't have to worry about moving our equipment we don't have to worry about resetting up and god has provided for us on this podcast along with brothers just searching and I just want to thank Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their continual support and prayers of Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative. Great people, great company. And if you're in the Lafayette or surrounding areas, give them a call, 337-852-8043. You're going to be happy you did. All right, guys, as we go ahead, we're going to, you know, as I, um, I want to go ahead and move on to another topic at this time because I think it's very important. I was going to go a whole nother way on this, but something something this week caught my attention. And I didn't decide to do this until recently. I'm I'm going to make a statement right here and you can agree with me or cannot agree with me, it's up to you. But the left hates Christianity. They hate our stance on abortion. They hate our stance on same-sex marriages. They, 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 they hate our stance on majority of everything. And I'm not going to sit here and say the Democrat Party is evil, but they lean more against God than any political party that I'm aware of. I'm not saying every Democrat is um is a uh, christian hating person because i have friends that are democrats and lean liberal that love the lord 
with all their heart. They love the Lord than most more people, some people that I know. I'm not saying the person that calls themselves a Democrat is all against Christianity, but the leadership and the media, the left-wing media, the left-leaning media, whatever way you want to call it, hates Christianity. How, why do I say that? Because a couple of examples this last two weeks that have attacked people of faith in the left-wing media. I'm going to start off with the most recent one because the most recent one probably the one that you remember the most. Um, I, uh, and this was a story when I first heard it. I was like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. This is good for, for this individual. He has worked hard trying to play two sports and, and, and had a tough break in the NFL. Is Mr. Tim Tebow. Now, I am a fan of Tim Tebow. I did not like him when he came play my LSU Tigers here in Death Valley or in the Swamp. Tim Tebow, the four years that he was there, four or five years he was there at Florida, crushed tons of records. He beat my, my, my Tigers multiple times. And when he, that was the only time I did not like Tim Tebow. Uh, on, on that front, Tim Tebow is a Bible-believing Christian. And Tim Tebow had the opportunity to play with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is not going as a quarterback. He is going as a tight end. And the reason I'm calling that is is because when Tim Tebow first got out of college and went to the NFL, I think he was picked uh, 25th in the first round. I, don't quote me on that. It's been a while since he's been drafted. Um, went play for the Denver Broncos. Won a playoff game with the Denver Broncos. Took a team from one and four on the Cal Harden and brought them to the to the playoffs. And they lost in the the divisional round of that year. Tim Tebow was a quarterback. Uh, everybody, everybody back in the day, and remember what I'm about to tell you. Said that oh he should switch to tight end. He ain't that good of a quarterback. I don't even know why he's playing in the NFL. He ain't. He don't have his motion is bad. His, you know his mechanics are are aren't up to NFL standards. Tim Tebow was traded to the New York Jets, and Rex Ryan treated, according to Tebow, and remember the name Greg McElroy, because I'm going to be mentioning Greg McElroy in a second, um, went ahead and just, you know, Rex Ryan overwent him, and it was just a bad bad choice to go to New York Jets. Then he went to uh, the Patriots for a preseason, then he went to the Eagles for a preseason, and the last time I think it was 2015, and he was a quarterback. But everybody said, go be tight end. Go be a tight end. Go be a tight end. Now he, he, he retired from baseball. And, you know, his old coach is coaching at Jacksonville, which I think is the only reason he got the job. That's a personal opinion on my sports education. Now you might be saying, Isaac, why are you bringing all this up? Because this week, two of the most, in my opinion, two of the most liberal sports commentators gave their input. On this man. One was Stephen A. Stephen A. Uh, Stephen A is on ESPN. And Stephen A said the only reason why Tim Tebow is getting this chance is because of white privilege. Yes, you never hear of an NFL player sitting down for five to six years and coming back. The only thing I agree with Stephen A is that, like he said, if it wasn't for Urban Meyer. I agree with that. Urban Meyer, we don't go to Jacksonville. Tim Tebow still being a free agent. But they go ahead and they attack everything with with uh, with Tim Tebow, saying his white privilege and, and and saying that he ain't that he wasn't that good of a player and and all that. This this bogus stuff, in my opinion. Then you have Shannon Sharp, that's on Fox Sports, 
say that, you know, he wasn't that good. Even Greg McElroy said they tried changing him to the Jets at tight end, and it didn't work. And it was just, and he, it don't make no sense. He sucks. They should go ahead and get somebody else. Folks, my opinion of all this, in all what I'm saying here, they're color coding it very well. They never wanted Tim Tebow to succeed. They never wanted Tim Tebow to be a great player. They never wanted Tim Tebow to go ahead and be the star that he had the potential to be. Why? They used it like right now in the current situation is, oh, white privilege, or he does, he does, he stinks, he can't play, he's all this stuff. But they didn't have a really problem with Tim Tebow until Tim Tebow was seen on national TV taking a knee and praying. When that happened, you had news stories of, oh, Tim Tebow should leave his religion at home. Tim Tebow shouldn't show his faith or say anything about Jesus Christ. If you remember, Tim Tebow, every time he ended a game and they would talk to him on an interview, would say, look, before I answer anything, I want to give thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tim Tebow, while he was with the New York Jets, told the media, because somebody asked him this question, if he was still a virgin. And Tim Tebow at the time said yes. You thought that, oh, you know, that the world was about to end the next day, the newspapers were talking about. Because Tim Tebow said he was still a virgin. Now, until he got married and his wife, they both were virgins. They both had a, a tremendous life. But they got married. And look, people, oh my goodness, he's a virgin. How? I mean, this is so wrong. It, like it's wrong for to tell somebody, hey, save yourself until you get married. They went ahead and crucified Tim Tebow then. And look, he didn't he, he was playing in the NFL. Was he the greatest quarterback in the NFL? I will give him that. No. But he wasn't no Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Drew Brees, but hey, he was still in the NFL and he still be one of the best quarterbacks in the uh in the nation at the time. Folks, it's not about if he's a good football player. It's not about him being a you know, a, a, a big star, it's about, it's about his Christianity. And this is why I use that point. People on the left, especially the media, hate Christianity. And they, do, they cannot stand a Christian having a, a, a good career at something or having fame. Because this is the whole thing they're coming up with right now. Oh, Colin Kaepernick this. They're going to get Tim Tebow, but Colin Kaepernick is 10 times better of a quarterback than anything. You know that Tim Tebow hasn't thrown a ball in, 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 in so many years. Yes, he's going to play as a tight end. But Colin Kaepernick had the opportunity two years ago to go play in the NFL. He had a tryout. You know what he told the NFL owners? Hey, come to my field. He was 30 minutes late and then told him, now y'all see what I can do. Y'all call me. If I was on, I wouldn't even hire that anyway because he's cocky. You know, the last three years, two, three years of Kalanick's career in the NFL, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. Do you know that Colin Kaepernick had some of the lowest quarterback ratings in the last two and three and a half years he was there? 
But you see, this is their problem. Tim Tebow got a chance, and he doesn't. That's why Stephen A's saying, oh, that's black privilege. Uh, that's white privilege. No, it's not. Tim Tebow was a better quarterback, in my opinion, than Colin Kaepernick. Now, when Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans against the Ravens, I couldn't say that. Tim Tebow was not good, better than Colin Kaepernick. But right now, Tim Tebow has a more humble experience, has a more humble personality, and he listens to his coaches. Instead of Colin Kaepernick being a boastful, you know, ignorant man. That's why Tim Tebow gets where he he's humble, he listens, he does what he's supposed to do. Now, look, I'm going to stick to my guns. I don't think he becomes a tight end unless Urban Mars there. But, folks, football aside, it's funny how the media attacked this man for taking a knee for praying, but a man that takes a knee against the national anthem and the flag is brought up as a, look, they both took knees for something. Just one fit the narrative for the, for the left, one fit the narrative for the right. Now, you might be saying, Isaac, how dare you? How dare you bring up this? How dare you say that, that the, the media don't like Christianity? Well, I'll give you an example with Tim Tebow. I'll give you another one. Another example. Uh, I want to say uh, about two, a week, week and a half ago, I was on Facebook, and I got an article uh, across my screen about Jill Duggar Dillard going ahead and promoting a um a swimwear company on her personal Instagram. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, hold on, the Duggars? So I went ahead and looked at that. And look, folks, this this outfit I would let my daughter wear because everything was covered. Their shorts were half, the, the end part went right above the knees. And it was a decent summer wear. I'm going to say it like that, a summer wear stuff. And Hollywood gossip and a few other articles Put that on there, and this is how basically what it said. Jill Duggar has her freedom. She got away from Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar, and 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 she 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 she's pushing her family aside. They talk about her her difference with her family. Now, I'm, before anybody say anything, I'm gonna go ahead and say what Josh Duggar did, and if he get caught, if he's guilty, he needs to go to jail. Besides the point, but that look, hey. That that don't reflect on Jim Bob and Michelle, in my opinion. But folks, they were bashing Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar from Nineteen Kids and County, calling Jim Bob a a, a, a brute and a, a you know a dictator. And, and and do you know that they don't have a house and they don't have land? They got a compound, according to Fox News. After all this stuff with Jill Duggar, they were taking pictures of their house and saying it was very quiet at the Duggar compound. Like this is David Koresh type stuff, and it's not. The reason they're attacking Jim Bob and Michelle is because of their beliefs. And look, you can even go back to the show. I, I, you know how many people said, oh, 19 kids, that's wrong. They shouldn't have all them kids. They shouldn't do all... That, they, believe, they, they don't believe in birth control or anything like that. They have the right to do that. But they were a Bible-believing Christian. I haven't watched all of 19 Kids and Counting, but I do know this, that they're people of faith. I have friends that know them that say they're, uh, they're people of faith. But they're attacked, look, because this girl is wearing summer wear, which is not, it, it's decent. Like I said, I, I have a younger daughter. She don't wear that stuff or anything like that. 
But if my daughter was older and told me, Daddy, I'm going to the beach and this is where I'm wearing to swim and everything, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But, but and this is the ironically, look, like one article says, and I, don't, I have the article in front of me, I would have to get the name, it's in my notes. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, uh, ah, uh, where is it at? I think it's soap, uh, soapdirt.com. I didn't even know half of these articles exist. Uh, half of these websites exist. By the way, I had to go look into some stuff. But anyway, they they show look showing legs, showing legs. Now, folks, I, look. This is the ironic. They're gonna judge this woman for wearing some shorts that are right above the knees or give a little higher, but they're not gonna go ahead and trash Kim Kardashian or or all these other flirts and whores and whoremongers out there. That wear everything that shows everything on their body. But they're going to go after her because they're going after her parents. Because her parents are Bible-believing Christians. Now, you, you might say, oh, Isaac, you, that's just consequence. You know, they, that's just, you know, that, 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 how, you know, that, this doesn't do stories. That ain't by chance. You know, that's, folks, the media is attacking Christians. I'm going to go into the next segment about the Supreme Court and the packing of the Supreme Court, but I'm going to, the reason I'm bringing that up is because last week, or no, yeah, last week, they had the, the Mississippi law is being brought up by the Supreme Court. And you have Chris Como on CNN bashing the, the, the court because they're taking up this abortion law and not helping women's rights and all that. That's why they, I, hey, that, I'm being honest, that's why they hate Tim Tebow and that's why they don't... They, Look, Tim Tebow could go ahead. Let's let's bring a whole let's you know let's let's go to let's go to a hypothesis right here. Let's just say that Tim Tebow goes ahead and, and in theory takes over the job at the Jimbo Broncos as a quarterback. Brings him all the way to the Super Bowl and wins it by running a 99-yard touchdown. In the last four seconds, or Tim Tebow doing like he did in the playoff game, throw a, a beautiful pass to a wide receiver, and it takes off and goes to a touchdown and wins it in the last seconds. You know, the media would do everything in their power to not give credit to Tim Tebow. Well, you know, they, they can't say he's not good because he brought him to the Super Bowl and won it. Folks, Nick Foles, that's why I think Nick Foles has, Nick Foles has problem playing football. Don't get me wrong. But Nick Foles stands up for his faith, and every time he has an article written about it, there's something bad about his faith. This left-wing media is purposely targeting Christians and trying to bring them down. Same thing with Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar. Now, the the problem with him and his daughter or his sons, you know, I'm not going to question on that. That's family problems. I'm not going to go ahead and gossip, but when I see the media start attacking God-fearing people, to show, to show the world that Christians are bad and that Christians shouldn't be trusted and that, that Christians, you know, who oh, they they bad. It, it, it bothers me. And I'm seeing this in these articles. I'm seeing it in the Tim Tebow era. I'm seeing it in the uh, Jill Duggar Dillard uh, articles when they talk about this swimwear. They, 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 they don't even talk about her. They talk about more her parents and cutting them down. I seen one article. Yeah, Jim Bob made her carry water from the well. Like they live in the nineteen, in eighteen hundreds. 
And it's not true. And calling his place a compound like these like these kids are bound. They're trying to bring a bad light to Christianity. And you know what's sad, folks? A lot of people that are going to listen to this podcast or read these articles are going to, well, if they listen to this podcast, they're going to get educated. But if they listen to left-wing media and they read articles like I just told you about, they're going to look at Christianity and they're going to think of us as whack jobs. Christians being white jobs and don't know what they're talking about. I'll be right back. He paid it all. He paid it all for me. That lonesome walk to the hill of Calvary. They drove nails in his feet and hands. He paid it all. Paid it all for me. How you doing? Welcome back to this third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative. You know, I, I hear that saying in doing podcasting, I finally understand that, you know, where does time go when you're having fun? You know, I, I sit here and I, I'm scheduled for at least an hour, hour and a half recording. And I'm sitting here. And I'm just like, where does time go? You know, I, I start the clock and I'm like, all right, I got to get this done by this certain time and all that, all that good stuff, you know. And I'm saying a few sentences and I look and now I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's already, it's almost time up. So I got to wrap up my point. But, you know, it, it, this, this world of podcasting is just a great great way of getting things out and I, I just love it and I love being with everyone that's listening to this podcast and everyone that's on Apple Google Spotify and all this stuff and all my new listeners if you're listening for the first time thank you and welcome to the family and if you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button and also share like the Facebook page um, you'll be happy you would and also go check out our website the Cajun conservative show dot wordpress dot com you'll be happy you did and uh, some great information on there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about something that President Biden rarely talks about. If he ever talked about it that I'm aware of, and we know he made a commission to look at this, but, you know, there's some issues that I find in this right now, and I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court went ahead, and it was... uh, Let's see, when was this? It was six days ago. The Supreme Court agreed Monday to consider a major rollback of abortion rights, saying it will decide whether states can ban abortions before a fetus can survive outside the womb. The court order set up a showdown over abortion, probably in the fall, with a more conservative court seemingly ready to dramatically alter nearly 50 years of ruling on abortion rights. That's right, folks. A Mississippi law that is going up to the Supreme Court is going to probably be heard in the fall. And people might say, well, Isaac, what is what does this got to do? Well, the liberals, I'm serious. The liberals are just going crazy over this. And one of them is, and I, as I said it earlier, is Chris Como. And he goes ahead and vets about the Supreme Court abortion case, pro-lifers, Carter to the far right, great 
vote. Now, I don't know what he means by that, but CNN host Chris Cuomo vanted Monday over the, new, the news that the Supreme Court will hear a Mississippi case that could prohibit abortions after the 15 weeks of pregnancy, arguing the pro-life movement is against science and catering to the far-right white fright, uh, white f- uh, fright, uh, I don't know why he said freight, white freight voters. Now, folks, I can go ahead and go into a whole history about Planned Parenthood. The woman that created Planned Parenthood did not create Planned Parenthood to help women. She purposely made it. Her name is uh, Springer, I believe her name was. Went ahead and made Planned Parenthood for the purpose of eliminating black babies. So Chris Como saying that it's a white freight vote is kind of bizarre because I, to my to last that I heard, people that are Christians that are people that are Christian that are also black and Hispanic and all that disagree with abortion. Nine out of ten, if you're a Bible believing Christian, you disagree with abortion. Remember, I said this earlier in the last segment that the left hates Christianity because it stands against abortion, same-sex marriages, and a lot of other things. But this this case is very important. And look, this happened on Monday. This is one of the earliest, you know, when you're sitting down, you get these notifications and you go look at these apps and these newspapers and all that to get to get a better understanding of what's going on in the week. You see things. And this this issue... You know, first off, in my opinion, abortion should not be illegal in this this country. I'm telling you, this is the most disgusting thing that that could ever have been invented was abortion. And look, it's in the Bible times. A lot of people say, wait, abortion in the Bible? Yes. Do you know that a lot of pagan cultures would go ahead and sacrifice their firstborn to a pagan god to please the gods? And you know how many children were slaughtered? Look, and I, I use that example as for King Herod in the Gospels. When Jesus was born, Jesus, under the age of two years old, Herod, to kill Jesus, went ahead and killed. Hey, this, let's not find one. Let's just kill them all to make sure we got it. And that's the spirit of murder. That's the spirit of abortion. Now, everybody might say, well, them kids were out the womb. They were breathing. And everybody, look, I, I believe that life starts at conception. I believe that when, you know, a man and a woman come together, and the process for a baby starts up. That's life. It starts life there. But according to the left, it is a, I want to quote Chris Como word by word because I don't want to take this man out of context. Look, he's in a lot more trouble than you ever know. He went ahead and said he wasn't covering his brother and advised his brother to do certain things, but he said that the pro-life movement is against science and catering. To the far white, far right, white freight voter. So, and like I said, I don't know what his term is, white freight, right freight voter, whatever that word. You know, I don't know why he meant that. But it's going against science. Okay, you know, let's let's go with science. Okay, let's let's go with science for a second, Mr. Como, uh, Chris Como. Let's go ahead and. And talk about this. Let's go. It's again science. Okay. Do you know that a baby's heart, I believe you can hear a baby's heartbeat after six weeks in the womb? 
You know, uh, do you know that a baby can feel pain, I believe, after six to eight weeks in the womb? So if we have a heartbeat, and it also can feel pain, and also, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe after 20 weeks, 20-some weeks, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but the, they, a baby can survive out of a womb. I have a good friend that had a child that was very early on in the pregnancy, and the child's still alive today. So a lot of, you know, a lot of babies can survive without, the, without you know, if they have to be taken out of the womb, they can survive. So how's that against science? It's a fetus, not a baby. Really? Let's go to Latin. Latin says that that word fetus in Latin means baby. So they're painfully saying, hey, we're going to kill the fetus. They're, tell- they're telling you people, hey, we're killing the baby. That's, that's science. It's also a far-right conclusion. You know what Chris Cuomo probably really wanted to say? And like I said, this, uh, this does tie into my last segment, folks. It's not just a far-right statement. It is a Christian biblical principle. That, you know, a child, and I said this earlier, abortion is, it, it's, it's horrible. It's murder. If you ever, you know, t- uh, looked at how abortion is done, it, it's, it's criminal. Doctors that, that take an oath. To protect the sanctity of life is killing life right in front of their eyes. It's wrong, folks. It's horrible. I, I've had three. I have three kids, and unfortunately, me and my wife had multiple miscarriages, and it tore me up every time when they said, "Hey, you know, you had a miscarriage." I always looked at that as my child that died. I never met him. I never got to hold him. I never got to kiss him or anything. And look, I thank God for the three kids I have. But those miscarriages hurt a lot. It hurt my wife. It hurt me. But people go ahead and they just do like Chris Cuomo. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a far right and a white fright, freight agenda. No, it's not. And when he says go against signs on that, he's baloney. But it's going up into the Supreme Court, folks. And I hope the, I hope the Supreme Court does their job. Because this, we do have in, in, uh, on paper. The Supreme Court is a 6-3 majority for conservatism. But as we know, John Roberts and a lot of other judges that are on, we only really have two conservatives, possibly three with Neil Gorsuch. But folks, we, we have a Supreme Court that is, that is tossed up. And look, this is the whole, look, this is the whole issue about this. Oh, it's going to overturn Roe versus Wade. Look, in my opinion, and I, I hate to say it like this, the way this culture is, and the way that our justice system is set up, and it's never going to be overturned. You have a lot of these people that say, oh, we got to overturn Roe versus Wade. I don't think it's going it, to, it's possible it could be overturned. I don't think it will be overturned. And look, I hope this case stands up. I hope the Supreme Court says, look, a state has the right to, to ban abortions after 15 weeks. That would kill almost every abortion in the state of Mississippi. Look, Texas, I heard that Greg Abbott signed a bill an abortion bill that ultimately eliminated abortion. And I'm going to throw a pun in this. I wish John Bell Edwards would do it. You know, John Bell Edwards did sign a bill, but it sees close to the Mississippi bill. And the way that it's written in the law, if the Mississippi bill goes into effect, well, that's when that goes into effect. He didn't even let nobody sue. He covered all his bases. But John Bell Edwards is a Democrat. All my Cajun listeners that are on here, all my Louisiana listeners, they're going to know that. John Bell Owens also had the chance to go ahead and take away the abortion clinics while in COVID. 
Do you know you couldn't get a surgery or any type, really any type of surgery in Louisiana except one, an abortion? Because abortion was essential, according to John B. Edwards. In my opinion, John B. Edwards isn't pro-life. He is pro-choice. Because he can say all day, oh, I, I think we should save the child. But they never ask him a question. Now, I'm going to give kudos to, to, to what it's due. Moon Gafan says this. Nobody asks him. Well, do you believe a woman has the right to choose? They never ask him. They're like, are you pro-life? Oh, yes, I think a baby should be born. They never ask him that question. Do you believe in a woman's choice? Nine out of ten, John Bell would have to answer and say, yes, I do. If he says that, he's pro-choice. He's not pro-life. But you go ahead and you bring out all, all this, you know, with the Supreme Court. I, I, hope, it's to, I hope this gets passed through. Because you have a lot of states that, that their, their legislators don't, that legislators don't like abortion. Like in this great state of Louisiana, we have majority Catholic and Protestant people. So, you know, I, I was I was never Catholic, but I have a lot of Catholic friends and a lot of I've studied into the Catholic religion. They go ahead and they're against abortion. So this state, people are pro-life, but we have a governor that don't 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 push that. But there's a lot of other states that are pushing, like, like I said, Texas, Mississippi. I'm hoping this goes through, but I'm going to bring out a point. Folks, that that six three majority. Going back to that, this is what the Democrats are scared of. Will those six majority? Will them six conservatives vote for pro life? And if they do, look, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna sit here behind this golden cage and microphone and tell them y'all did a great job. Kudos to y'all guys. But this is what the left's scared of. The left is scared that these six conservatives are going to change something. That's why Joe Biden has put a commission to change the Supreme Court. This is why Joe Biden has sat down and said, I am making a commission to go ahead and see if we can equalize the Supreme Court. He has never said it in words, but he's trying to pack the court. The Supreme uh, the, the commission has said they, 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 they're not, they're gonna, they don't think it's going to get that far, but they're going to have six months of meetings, and they're going to see where it's at at the end. They will come back and say, folks, hey, we need to pack the court. We need to go ahead and pack the court because especially if this if this happens in the fall where they go ahead and get this this uh this lawsuit goes the way of Mississippi and Mississippi wins this case, oh they're gonna go up in arms. Oh see the reason they only passed that was because of six three majority. They don't have fairness on the Supreme Court. They don't have this, they don't have they're gonna bring up all kind of stuff to to say that they need to go ahead and add some more seats to the court. And it's not going to, and look, if they go ahead and add it by 13 seats, you, you darn know, you, 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 you darn well know that it's not going to be conservative leaning. You know, Biden ain't going to pick no conservatives or far right leaning people. He's going to pick everybody from the left. But that's why they want to pack the Supreme Court because they're so scared that these people, this, this so-called 6-3 majority in the Supreme Court is going to rule against them on key issues. I said it when Trump lost the, lost the election. Well, so-called lost the election. When Trump was out of office, they owned the House, they owned the Senate, and they owned the presidency. The only one they did not have power to control was the Supreme Court. And I honestly think that's why the Founding Fathers did not make it an election seat. Because in the Founding Fathers' thinking that the Supreme Court justice would not be influenced, which they were, especially in the voting uh Right, the voting um, lawsuits. Well, we don't want to hear that because even one of them said, I'm, I'm free for my family. Well, you shouldn't have took the job, in my opinion. But it's supposed to be non 
partisan and non-biased. And unfortunately, we have a lot. That's how, how, how they're looking at this. 6-3 majority. I think it's a 5-4 because John Roberts is not considered a conservative. Uh, he, he's not in the middle. He has He's the, 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 most, the, the most Republican Supreme Court justice that has ruled with the left than any other Supreme Court justice. And, and th- this is why, but going back to my point, this is why the Supreme Court is a big issue for the left. And they made this so-called commission. And they made, look, there's a lot of, the, look, the Supreme Court is going to have to play a big role in some way or form. Because you have Arizona doing an audit right now that the Republic, I mean, that the Democrats are fighting to stop. I have a, a listener that texts me some articles, which are very interesting. I believe Michigan and some other states, Georgia's about to go into a recount, uh, well, an audit. Not, they, it won't happen until while Kemp's in there. But his challenger said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and ask for an audit. Um, you have states that were toss-ups. That are going that are about to go through audits, and I'm shocked that the mainstream media is bringing some of this up. My brother said PBS the other day went ahead and talked about the Arizona audit. I'm like, cool, it's spreading. But a lot of these cases are going to go in front of the Supreme Court, and this is why I I, I promise you, I'm a hundred percent sure this is why they want to pack the court because it's going to play in their favor. See, if these cases go and they they expand the court. Guess what? They're going to win every case because I've learned throughout my short career doing podcasting and my long life of, well, my short, long life, I guess you could say, of watching politics. Democrats always side with Democrats. And look, it's a prime example. Go back to our first segment. Joe Biden, I believe, I think Israel should defend themselves. A week later, nope, they should cease fire. And he signed with the, the Democrats. Majority of the Democrats agree with each other. And look, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so surprised about Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin still has not given up on the, uh, the filibuster thing. And I, I'm, 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 look, great job, Joe. Great job, Joe Manchin. Keep it up. Don't let the Democrats take that away. But, but it's going to come to a time where there will be a Democrat that's going to say, well, no, we need to go ahead and get away to the filibuster. And that's why they want to pack the court. Look, folks, it's not about justice. It's not about equalizing the court. It's about playing the leverage. If you're in power, you do whatever you do, whatever you can to get your agenda passed. And the Democrats just don't take that figuratively. They take it literally. They go ahead and they try to pack the Supreme Court. They go ahead and try to try to change all kind of laws. Look, they're trying to do it HR one with the voting laws. The Constitution clearly states that it got to be the states that make the voting laws and do it, but they're trying to put it on the federal level. This is all, this is not about, you know, equalizing the courts. It's not, it's not about being fair. Cause if that's the case. They'll let these audits go and say, Hey, we didn't do nothing wrong, but they're fighting it. But we need to watch out for the Supreme court. Let's pray that this bill, let's pray that this court, the court sides with Mississippi and it stops the, the innocent lives being died, being you know, being slaughtered by the hands of butchers they call doctors that practice abortion. Let's pray that. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative. Once again, go check out my Facebook page, the Cajun Conservative Show. You also can go ahead and like and share and tell your friends about this show. Also, go check out our new website, the Cajun Conservative Show.wordpress.com. You can go ahead and get in touch with me on Messenger. A lot of listeners have already. And I want to just thank everybody for listening, all my audience. You have a great day, a great night, 
a great week. Wherever you're at, wherever you are, remember, Jesus is king. He is coming back. Are you ready to meet him? Until next week, y'all have a good one.